Everyone needs a pastor. A visit to the pastor's study brings biblically faithful pastoral ministry to you and pastoral ministry from those with proven experience in Christian service. Our time together will be lively, sometimes controversial, always useful, and never dull. Welcome to the study of Pastor Bill Shishko. And this is Pastor Bill Shishko here with you today. We invite your calls to the program. Live call in number 631 955 Jot it down. Or text questions that you can send anytime during the week, 516-367-0391. In a pastor's study, you ask lots of questions, so we try to make it uh, opportunities for you to be asking your questions. Well, beginning this week and over the next several weeks, I want to deal with the basic disciplines of a healthy Christian life. We're talking about habits, talking about godly habits, the groove in which your life runs. You see, your life isn't right if you get out of certain grooves, and I want you in good grooves with respect to your your healthy Christian life. First things first, reading your Bible is the most basic discipline for a healthy Christian life. Now, I'm going to give you the big picture, and then we have a special guest with some practical suggestions for mothers of young children who struggle to get that time to pray and to read their Bibles. That'll come in a few minutes. Also, if you need a Bible, we have a special free offer today. That will come later. We have lots to do in the minutes ahead of us. So let me give you, as a pastor, six practical pastoral pointers for for the discipline of reading your Bible. Number one, remember what your Bible is. The Bible is made up of 66 books, 39 called the Old Testament that began to be composed about 1,450 years before the birth of Christ and then were concluded about 400 years before the birth of Christ, Old Testament before Christ came, and then 27 books of the New Testament, beginning with four Gospels, that speak of Christ coming and what that means. All of those 66 books are the Word of God. The Scriptures tell us that all Scripture is given by inspiration of God. It's God-breathed out and is profitable for doctrine and reproof and correction and instruction and righteousness. That the man of God, beginning with the minister, who's called a man of God in the Scriptures, might be complete, thoroughly equipped unto every good work. In a very vivid picture, the Apostle Peter in his second letter, chapter one, says that that no prophecy of the scriptures, none of the none of the scriptures themselves, ever came by private interpretation, but holy men, not like the names of the Old Testament writers, were moved. They spoke as they were borne along by the Holy Spirit. Beautiful description of the uniqueness of the Bible as the Word of God. It declares itself to be the Word of God. It shows itself to be the Word of God. When people ask, why do you believe the Bible is the Word of God? I love to just say to them, read it. Just be reading it, and it will show itself to you to be just what it claims to be. And of course, we really begin with Jesus. Jesus' life was to fulfill what was written in the Scriptures, and he continued to uphold what was given in the Word of God. And so I love to tell people that I have the same view of the Bible that that Jesus did. And as a follower of Jesus, I I do want to have the same view of the Bible as he does. One old writer said, ignorance of Scripture is the mother of error. 
Jesus himself, you do err, he said, not knowing the scriptures or the power of God. He says that in Matthew 22 and verse 29. On the other side of the coin, Jesus is saying, search the scriptures, because in them you will find eternal life when you find Jesus Christ there. And he says that in a little different way in John chapter 5 and verse 39. And we'll have more on all of that in weeks to come. So you want to read the Bible, the Word of God, with the care that you read hmm, a last will and testament, for example, where you learn about your inheritance. Well, the Bible tells you about your inheritance in and from God when you look to the Lord Jesus Christ as the one mediator between man and God. In Deuteronomy chapter 17 and verse 19, the king, we read, shall read the law, we would say today, the gospel as well, all the days of his life, that he may learn to fear the Lord his God by keeping all the words of this law. Now that was perfectly done by Jesus the king, uh, but believers are kings in the king of kings, and therefore we too should read the whole word of God all of our lives that we may learn to fear the Lord our God by keeping all of those words. Now, if you have questions about or doubts about the Bible as the Word of God, please email me or visit pastorbill at gmail.com. Remember, this program is to bring a biblically faithful pastoral ministry to you, and uh, so feel free to email me with your questions. Visit pastorbill at gmail.com. Well, that's just number one pointer. Number two pointer be careful of your attitude as you read the Bible. Reverence reverences our attitude toward God, and the Bible is God's Word. And by the Holy Spirit, God is with you as you read His Word, and He is speaking with you. And the attitude of people in both the Old and the New Testaments when they are in the presence of God is something like uh, what was told to Moses, take your sandals off your feet, for the feet on the ground on which you stand is holy ground. Reverence and humility were before God. And yes, we all have questions about things we read in the Bible, uh, but we have a humble frame before God. It's interesting that the Apostle James says in chapter 4 and verse 6, God opposes the proud but gives grace to. This is the only place God promises to give what is unconditional to someone with a condition, gives grace to the humble. So be humble. You're dealing with God who is infinite, and we are both finite and fallen. And always in your attitude, pray, give me understanding that I may learn your commandments, as it says in Psalm 119 and verse 73. In fact, you may want to begin your Bible reading with Psalm 119, which is a whole long psalm about the Bible, about the Word of God. Ask for the work of the Holy Spirit. I mean, he did author those words. It's good to have the author of the book with you. He also gives understanding. He actually gives, Paul tells the Corinthians in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, wow, he, he gives the mind of Christ to us by the Holy Spirit, so we can understand what's been given. You must have the Holy Spirit to understand the Bible. So be careful of your attitude as you read. Number three, have a good edition of the Bible to read. 
what a privilege. Do you realize this? We have all kinds of Bibles available to us. It's a a niche market. I'm not sure I'm wild about that, but at least it gets the Word of God out. You have student study Bibles. You have study Bibles for different trades and so on. Um, Bible apps. Uh, they're great. They're very handy. I use them. But I want to suggest to you that a Bible app is no substitute for a book that you hold and that you mark with a pencil and that you see in the big picture when you're reading in Matthew. You see that in the big picture of the Old Testament and the New Testament. That's important because the Bible is a book of books. It, it, it is not, it's not an app that you just look at one little section of in a moment. So I suggest you have yourself a good printed Bible. Translations, oh, there's so many of them. Have a good translation. Best not to use paraphrases. They're okay to read, maybe, but not good for study. The tried-and-true older version, the King James version, but for most of us, that language is, is a bit out of our league. So there's the New King James Version, and then, more recently, the English Standard Version, which is very popular, and the New American Standard Bible, which is probably the most faithful to the text itself, um, far better to study, perhaps, than to read, but those are all excellent. King James Version, New King James Version, English Standard Version, New American Standard Bible, and we'll have some offers for Bibles later. You get a Bible with a large enough print to make the reading easier for you, and wide margins are great. makes for a big book, but it also gives you the opportunity to write your own notes. Get a book that's comfortable to read. If you're going to order it online, uh, then make sure you look at the actual print in it, um, or better yet, in a Christian bookstore. Just look at it and hold it and so on. Study Bibles, yes, I recommend two. One, the Reformation Study Bible. Also, the Gospel Transformation Bible uh, that will show you specifically how the whole Bible focuses on the Lord Jesus and the Gospel. Uh, notes, of course, in study Bibles are not the Bible. They are helps. Uh, but good study Bibles like those two are excellent. Spend the money to get a well-bound Bible <laughs> that you'll use for years if not for the rest of your life. And again, if you need more advice, my email, visit pastorbill at gmail.com. Follow a Bible reading schedule is pointer number four. There's all kinds of types of Bible reading schedules available. You can Google to find out one, or I can provide one for you. There's through the Bible in a year, through the Bible in two years, <laughs> through the Bible in three years. I love to check off what I read in those written schedules. Um, you're probably going to get bogged down in Leviticus if you start at Genesis and then Exodus. So if this is your first time reading the Bible, let me suggest begin with the New Testament, Gospels, the four of them, then Acts, and then the Epistles. That will give you a taste for the Old Testament because the New, as they say, is in the Old concealed, the New Testament concealed in the Old Testament, and the Old Testament is in the New revealed. So first time for you, begin with the New Testament, and then also take time to work through the Psalms and the Proverbs. Maybe take a break from your New Testament reading, work through the Psalms and the Proverbs. Those will give you a window on wisdom, but above all on the heart and the mind of the Lord Jesus Christ. And then, then begin working through the Old Testament. My only advice is take some breaks. 
um, to reread parts of the New Testament as you're going through it and find what, what's helpful to you. Pointer number five, set a time and set a place. We're talking about habits. We're talking about a groove. Have a place that is well lit, preferably in the morning. As the Israelites gathered manna in the morning, you do that too when you can by reading the Bible. That's a wonderful way to begin uh, with what even secular writers call meditation. Have a comfortable chair or, as I do, stand at a desk. See, we're sacramental creatures. We associate one thing with another. And so have that, if I could put it this way, sacred place where you read your Bible each morning at about the same time. And then pointer number six, prize those times. Psalm 119, the psalmist says, The law of your mouth is better to me than thousands of gold and silver. And it is. Prize your times reading the Bible. So we're dealing with, beginning this week, basic disciplines of a healthy Christian life, reading your Bible, part one. You want to call in with a question, 631-955-5400, or if you want to text questions anytime during the week, 516-367-0391. We gather these together for our monthly open forum programs. Now, in a minute, we are going to have helps for mothers of young children and then a free offer. But for now, a message from the voice of a visit to the pastor's study. That great city, New York. Metropolitan New York is the largest city in the United States. And with a population of over 20 million people, Metro New York is one of the largest cities in the world. And what's more, Metro New York is home to people from every nation of the world. To reach Metro New York is to reach the world. But churches faithful to historic Reformation Christianity in the Metro New York area are few and far between. The mission fields of Metro New York are America's richest, and most neglected. Reformation Metro New York is an agency by which the Orthodox Presbyterian Church is planting and developing biblically faithful churches and church ministries in the Metro New York area. Through Reformation Metro New York, you can help promote the outreach of this program, a visit to the pastor's study, and other projects designed to further the ongoing reformation of the church. That and church planting are the great passions of Reformation Metro New York. For more information, Information, check out the website at ReformationMetroNY.org where you'll get a personal look at the ministries of the churches, pastors, evangelists, and teachers of the Orthodox Presbyterian Church in the area, and you'll learn how you can be a part of our labors. We need your help. Here's the site again, ReformationMetroNY.org. Thanks for your interest and your help. Remember that great city, New York. To reach Metro New York is to reach the world. Now back to today's edition of A Visit to the Pastor's Study. And this is Pastor Bill Shishko here with you on A Visit to the Pastor's Study, where we're talking about the basic disciplines of a healthy Christian life, the most basic of which is reading your Bible. Now, if you have questions or suggestions on the topic of reading your Bible, you can text those questions to 516-367-0391. Put that under Pastor Bill, 516-367-0391. Now, challenge young mothers who really need to read their Bibles to get their comfort and their strength from their God 
when they also have the demands of little children. They're blessed demands, but they are demands nonetheless. And they say, help, please. Oh, I've got a real pro to help you out with it. Her name is Margaret Shishko, happens to be my better half. And uh, she, along with me, we raised six children, and Margaret wrestled all of those years without a be able to still have time with her God and reading the scriptures and praying. Margaret, good to have you with us. Give us thank some you. helps, some helps for young mothers. Well, thank you for having me on your program. I um, have found it um, much more manageable to set goals and keep them now that my children are grown. And so I don't want to discourage young mothers who I'm sure have that struggle that I did, uh, it's amazing that you can read a lot in 15 minutes. Now, I found when I had young children, I might be able to carve out 15 minutes or 10 minutes to read, and but the difficulty was remembering what I read. You know, it was, um, it seemed like with the pressures of the day and the needs of the children, and especially if you're homeschooling, you're you hit the ground running, and it's, um, so I would encourage mothers to memorize some scriptures so they can meditate on God's Word, and I was interested, it's, it seems impossible to memorize, we think, as we get older, but I think what we used to do when we were young to memorize for our teachers is something that I still find is effective. And what I do is I'll pick out a certain psalm or a portion of Scripture, and I will write it down and skip a few lines and then write another verse and then skip a few lines. And that helps me. Then I go back and try to do it from memory. And it's amazing that you do remember quite a bit. And if you do it over a week or two-week period, you will be able to commit it to memory. And I think it's the time factor to do that is the thing we don't do as we get older. I'm wondering, did you sing with the children a lot? I mean, obviously I was involved with my work when you were um, having a lot of the time with with the children. Would you sing Scripture to them or Scripture songs? I, I think if you commit a song that is Scripture to memory, you will have it for your entire life. And I think that is really excellent. You don't have to make up the songs. There's plenty of musicians who have put scripture to music, and even the psalms, you know, they're in your hymn book. So you have a lot of resources just for that. I remember as a child learning, um, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive our sins, and we sang it to a tune and, you know, that will still come back to me occasionally when I'm, you know, busy. Or... So, yes, I think that's a, a very helpful idea. You know, maybe Rob, the most effective in memorizing at that point. Yeah, of course, we, uh, we, we, we were big and still are. Big Judy Rogers fans, and Judy, right. of course, has been on our program, and her music is excellent. It, it's not all scripture, although her Go to the Ant is actually excellent music from Proverbs. Um, then also Great Commission Publications has excellent uh, songs for children, mm-hmm. including Scripture songs, I believe, right? Yes, they do. Okay. So, so talk a little bit more about meditation. When you, when well, you say once meditate you memorize on the scriptures. some yeah. songs, I have a, a habit that 
took a little while for it to become a habit, but thankfully we keep doing things over and over. They do become a habit. In the morning, I go over a psalm, Psalm 145, because I want to begin my day with praise. Then also the Lord's Prayer, and that way I include my own family's needs in that because we are told to pray for our daily bread. And then in the evening, I like to thank God for having been our shepherd and go through the 23rd Psalm. Now, most Christians have learned the 23rd Psalm and the Lord's Prayer, and if that's all you have at your disposal, you use it, because it's like an instant power bar to bring our thoughts back to the reality of the things we don't see, but God says they're more real than the things we do see. Yeah, and we, we're, of course, we're dealing with personal Bible reading. Of course, you you would do this with the children as well uh, right. when you were home. That's another way you'd, you'd learn the Bible. Now, as we've gotten older and we have a little bit more time at home, uh, well, we have we, we have more time for our personal Bible reading, but in the evenings uh, we use, we call him Pastor Spurgeon. This Presbyterian minister has a mm-hmm. Baptist pastor, and we, and Pastor Spurgeon's morning and evening devotions are a wonderful way to not only be reminded of the Word of God, it's saturated with the Word of God, uh, but also uh, to, to actually have a minister minister to you. As I've commented, uh, Charles Spurgeon wrote those in the time of the Industrial Revolution in England. He was concerned that people have time uh, to to be in the Word of God and wrote those as power bars, as you put them. So that's another way to do it. Hey, and Mark. That's, mm-hmm. that is very helpful because he has meditated on those scriptures and he's giving you some very in-depth thoughts and challenges to us in exhortation. So I have found this helpful. Another really good thing to do is this, especially when you're homeschooling or just dealing with your children, helping with their homework if they're in the public school, is when you're helping them and at dinner time reading portions of Scripture that, you know, the Bible is so colorful and it is so dramatic. Yeah. I was right. reading through Luke and I was stunned again with quite, you know, the Word of God said it, it would be easier for heaven and earth to pass away well, than for my Word to pass away. And I'm like, wow, that's such a dramatic claim, but I'm so thrilled that God has said that. Amen. Well, thanks, Margaret. Thanks so much for those practical suggestions for moms. And actually, I think I have contact with Margaret Shishko, so if you email me at visitpastorbill at gmail.com and you've got a question for her, I think we can get that to you. We have a free Bible offer, courtesy of Westminster Discount Book Service. We have three New King James Version ultra-thin reference Bibles, black-bonded leather editions, We have two New King James Version Wide Margin Center Column Reference Bibles. Those are burgundy-bonded editions. These are for serious students. This is a big, big Bible, lots of helps in this big one. And then we have one uh, King James Version Thompson Chain Reference Bible, a hardbound edition, which is loaded with helps. If you'd like uh, one of the ultra-thin reference Bibles, one of the wide margin center column reference Bibles, or uh, the Thompson Chain Reference Bible, email me, visit Bill at gmail.com. You must include your name and mailing address, first come, first served on these. 
Remember that as we come to the counsel from the pastor's study, the Bible opens up the heart and soul of God. It's his word. It's his love letter. It's been called the library of the Holy Spirit. And the way you come to know Jesus Christ, who is the heart and soul of the Bible, is by reading it reverently. But don't just read it. As Margaret Shishko said, meditate on it. Reading will affect your head, but meditation affects your heart. And that helps prevent the devil from snatching the word of God away. Psalm 1-2, blessed is the one, the godly one, who meditates on law and gospel day and night. It's like the cow chewing his cud. So meditate on the word of God. Let it dwell in you richly and be like Mary, the mother of Jesus, treasuring these things, pondering them in her heart. Hey, thanks to my guest, Mrs. Margaret Shishko, and thank you for listening today. It's a privilege to be a pastor to you through the medium of radio. Check out the archives of past Visit to the Pastor's Study programs. You can get those on sermonaudio.com. Just put a Visit to the Pastor's Study in the little search box, or you can go to our own website, visitthepastorsstudy.org, and you can get all of the past programs. I appreciate your feedback and your questions. Again, my email email address. Visit PastorBill at gmail.com, or you can call my study, my real study, 516-593-1507. Hey, remember, tomorrow, Sunday is the Lord's Day. Be sure to set apart time to worship the Lord in a church that is faithful to the Word of God. And never forget, everyone needs a pastor. You've been listening to A Visit to the Pastor's Study, a ministry of Reformation Metro New York. Our website is www.reformationmetrony.org. Again, that's www.reformationmetrony.org. For more information on the program, check out our website at www.visitthepastorsstudy.org. That's www.visitthepastorsstudy.org. Listen in next week at 12 noon for another edition of A Visit to the Pastor's Study. Remember, everyone needs a pastor.